Hi there, this is Bob Eubanks, and you're listening to Fab for Free for All. But doesn't everybody? And welcome back to part two of the Fab Four Free For All. Today we are continuing our analysis of brainwash. From we didn't George get Harrison. it clean enough the first time, so we're going to wash it again. Yes, yes. So we're going to look at part two and I do. <laughs> of brainwash from George Harrison right here on the Fab Four Free For All. Um, the fifth song on the album is Rising Sun, which was reportedly written while he was on tour in Japan, which makes sense, the Rising Sun Sure, Japan. Land of the Rising Sun. I like the song, but this is, you yeah, know, it's an okay song. I like this. I always had, like, the double meaning of, like, Danny being the rising sun also. That's you know, I, I mean, just in my that's own, and I could totally be off base here. No, but, but that's sweet. I, that's that's I would have liked it if he would have actually spelled it rising S-O-N, <laughs> because it would have been yeah. perfectly fit. Yeah, but then you would have gotten a very Christian thing going oh, on there, go. too. No, really, you know. <laughs> No, um, S-O-N. Jesus rose. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the sun is always rising even after the worst of events. You know, it's it's always going to rise. And, All and things must pass. Here comes the sun. Yeah, but until the ghost of many trapped in my body came out of hiding to become alive. I mean, wow. There are some lyrics here. It's like, Well, Whoa. that's what I'm saying. There have to be aspects of this lyrics that must apply somehow to like Hindu Tenets Maybe. that we don't know. Right, but, but I don't there have to be things here that but he might have started the song in, in Japan, but. That lyric you just read sounds like it was written after 97. Yeah, maybe. You know, where things of the cancer start to Well, but, you know, up. but there's the whole thing about the billion suns. I mean, there's also a question about the inside your DNA. I right. mean, it's it's interesting that, and, and again, not to be, but cancer is in our DNA. Right. You know, but we're so all is Danny. With, so is Danny in our DNA. Right? Rising in sun. I mean, if you want to go back right. to that, it's still in his DNA. And, Danny and is part of him. And, you know, the billion suns is, I mean, yeah. in a way, that's also a... A John Lennon to dance around me like a billion suns and calls me on and on, you know. Yeah. But I, you know, I think that um, it, it's sort of like a more spiritual version of like I was referring to. Here comes the sun. But what gets me is that it's a lot of the same subject matter that was on other records. But what I was saying here is that there's no mopiness when he talks about spiritualism on this album, there's a certain... No, like, because he's not being preachy. No, but... And if he is, it's, again, in the guise of a pop song, which some other stuff didn't do that. It, it, but isn't it ironic, though, that a lot of that stuff was recorded when he was so much younger and had, like, so much of his life supposedly ahead of, ahead of him? And, this, and he was mopey uh, and, and cranky and, Different you know, place, chemically different induced. Place. Yep. But also, this album, since he probably knew he... At least thought he wasn't going to go out and promote it, but wanted to make it. Yeah, you he, don't mope on the thing that you know is going to be your last statement. Yeah, well, you don't want to go out on the mope. But this, he didn't know when he was going to be. No, his but last after statement. he went, but after the attack, and he said, "I've got to really get this going because I want it out." Well, that's true. Well, yeah. then you know what? Then you you make it non mopey. Yeah. The last thing you want to have is George Harrison's last musical statement be this preachy mopey album. That would have right. been the most unbelievable right. thing that, for a, all of his fans. They'd be like, oh, crap. He was into that religion that, thing. I don't want to well, hear it. Yeah, but there's a different angle where the way you present the stuff, if you know you're not going to go out there to sell it, then... Good point. It's, yeah. It's, it's like writing for yourself. Yep. You know, except he's George Harrison. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, maybe right. that's where Danny and Jeff Lynn came in. Maybe yeah. they said, 
we are not going to make this a, a dirgy mopey album, even though some of the lyrics maybe, like Maybe that, they only picked the songs that were upbeat. Maybe those other maybe songs, those other ones are, are like, you know, I'm going to not be here. Nice. And you people <laughs> need to know that. Nice. No, you know what I mean. I'm not being... No, no, no. But I, he could have been a lot more morbid about it. Right, and maybe right. those others are, which is why Danny's not releasing them. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. Or maybe he's going to wait and... And put them out and when the time is right. You know, in a different context. When yeah. we're all right. in right. a different plane. <laughs> we're all of, in a And we're a different plane of consciousness. <laughs> right. Okay, track six on the album is <sighs> a song, an instrumental. Grammy nominated. Uh, it, instrumental. No, Grammy, Grammy won. Grammy won. Grammy won. I'm sorry. Was, Best right. pop instrumental right. performance. For 2003, it was awarded in 2004. Paul McCartney has said this is one of George Harrison's favorite songs of his. Paul McCartney has said this is one of his favorite George Harrison's compositions. And when he put out a what's known as the Glastonbury Groove, which was a thing for Uncut Magazine, a CD, uh, Mawa Blues was on it. So, And Jeff said this song was a mumble jumble of guitars, and that and this is an EPK, and that Danny and he sat and didn't know what to do with it. And then they kept playing all five George leads. Right. Really, if you listen, there's five different things going on. It, it, totally. It, it connects from oh, one yes, guitar playing to another. To another. And, it's very and, he, cool. and Jeff said, at one point, we got it. And we sat down and went, oh, that's what he wants us to do. <laughs> and he did it and he connected it. But this is also Jeff Lynn now. If you listen to That's What It Takes, the beginning okay. that... Yeah, okay. That's in here, so to speak, a little bit. Maybe that's a Jeff Lynnism too. Sure. Okay, yeah, you're right. But it works right. so that, that, beautifully. Yeah. Well, the opening of That's What It Takes, right, you know, right, and then right. he strums. Well, this thing, I cry every time. I can't help it. This, I cry every time I hear it yeah. because it's just so beautiful. It's also a different style for George Harrison, a little bit of his guitar playing, where... Mm. Well, think about it. He always had... The, Whenever he, he was playing guitar, there, there are notes in here where he'll he's just sort of poking at him. Yes, but that's okay. But it's exquisite, exquisite, though. But he doesn't exquisite. normally play like that. No. Normally, there no. was some sort of continuing uh, run of notes, but not in like a Albert Lee way or an Eric Clapton way. But this is sort of, it's a different way. Like you said, the five different guitars. Yeah, and they just, they're all there. They're all there, and it's sort of connect one after the other, so to speak. I, I really was impressed with this song out of the whole album because first of all I wasn't expecting an instrumental second of all he's done some instrumentals but it didn't sound like this well can I tell you one thing it's funny because this song to me encompasses what Ringo Starr did with every Beatles song he played to the song right George's lead all leads play to this song yes whether meant or not I don't know how much production after or before but he doesn't overplay that guitar. No, he no, plays no. it to the song, and maybe that's what Danny and Jeff had to do. Uh, and maybe well, the, that's well, more to their well, credit. Well, the background is also, you know, like think of Harry's on tour, which is, you know, Tom Scott very and, and yeah, tight and, 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 and driving, yeah. and it's like, yep. it's a jam. Well, this is yeah. very ethereal. The, perfect word. This I mean, is my not, God. This is him trying to connect something else or well, maybe it's in George's a spiritual journey. way yes. through his guitar it well, could have been, been in danger of falling into new age yes. categories yes. if yeah, it but, hadn't been for the percussion work for those little Indian touches that are in there yeah. and but I could I, I agree and with I know, that that's can so I just, true because new age oh we feel so wonderful we're new age people that isn't like that on this song it, no. this is a, a much better song than and, that. and not to be morbid but you know I could see 
Olivia playing this as George passed. Not saying she did. Right. But this would be like the send-off song to George's spiritual being. And I and I know we're being very speculative here, and, and please, but, but that's but, no, but you don't. Work. But that's, you could see it meaning no, that it no, happened. No, You're just no, no, no. I'm not saying. But from a musical standpoint, music, you could see this for anyone, for anyone, but, the, but the for especially who, for George. I mean, but for yeah. someone who's always trying to reach out to the next thing, so to speak, spiritually, this is instrumentally sort of reaching out for that. And, next and you want but at the same time, it's also very much George rooting himself. To his home. It's also kind it's of also bluesy. very Hawaiian. And There's a feeling of Hawaii in the oh yeah in the, the sort slide. of in the DNA of it. The yes. DNA of the song. There's that feeling of. I mean, you could hear this song, and when you hear, oh, by the way, the guy that wrote that, whether it's George Harrison, right. Harry Smith, oh, the guy that wrote that lived in Hawaii. You'd go, oh, oh I get it. Okay, like he had a. Connection. He to had a little song. Don yeah. Ho in him. <laughs> no, I was, was going to say Don Ho. Not the ukulele. What's the other thing that's ukulele? It's a more of a bigger instrument, variation of it, but yeah, it's a bigger. It's a, Maybe he started out on that. You never know. You want to hear a really cool one thing? thing? I wish there was what? is just George wrote this and recorded it during this time, and you know, there's no really yeah. There but the here's a little fun fact. Well, the notes, I should say. What was George's first composition with the Beatles? Cry for a shadow. And that was a. Instrumental. instrumental. Hey. <laughs> and this well, one is on his last album, yeah. and it's an instrumental. I'm not saying it's his last song, right. but yeah. one of his last songs, instrumental. There you go. Cool. I just thought it was kind of a cool little. That is cool. Yeah. You know, and I connecting. love Cry for a Shadow, too. It's one of my favorites. Me, too. Favorites. Anyway. So, so, love the drumming. So he did win a Grammy for it, and well-deserved. And now we flip over to side two. We flip over to are side two. Are we flipping two? already? We're flipping already. We are flipping over this. We are flipping over this album. Yeah. In more ways than one. Thank yeah. you. So, track seven, Stuck Inside a Cloud. Very Cloud Nine-ish, speaking of clouds. Very Cloud Nine-ish. And also, Number seven. Uh, chosen by Danny, as George felt that number seven was his lucky number. It was also George's favorite number, fa- yeah. Favorite number. It was also George's favorite song on this collection. And Danny's favorite. And Danny's, too. I don't know about George's. George's? I thought it was George's. I, no, I think Danny oh. said it was his favorite. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. So, but it's very appropriate to start off side two. If you're gonna think that way, it's also I think um, another personal song. Yeah, yeah. but weird. Is he addressing his illness? Stuck inside a cloud? Is he talking? Well, just I was thinking, in general. Just in general, you only know, I, I mean, can hear me. And, I'm and stuck inside a cloud. Just the, he's, well, ne- he's never been so crazy. Never felt so sure. I wish I had the answer to I don't give. Even have a I don't cure. even have the cure. But that's—is yeah. it a cure it's, for the world? The world, Ills? his, his Ills? own spiritualism, or his, his health ills, his, his health, health ills—it's yeah, it's all, all three. of it. It's all but three. also, the, it was very off-putting when I first heard. Never slept so little. Never smoked so, so much. much. And yeah. I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Does he regret going back to smoking? Because he did. It could have been. I don't. I don't want to speculate too much. But when you're on when you're on cancer, chemo, cancer you're, chemo, chemo, you're, you're smoking, smoking a lot grass. Of pot. Right. Oh. So. Maybe he went back to smoking a lot. He, right. He Never called Paul so up much. and said, can I have some of yours? <laughs> now I have a connection. Yeah. <laughs> so That's when that Beatle connection comes in handy, I guess, doesn't it? Anyway. But Mal Evans wasn't around yeah. anymore. Aw. <laughs> I like this song. Yeah, I um, Lead guitar lines. Oh, my God. Yes, it was. You know what? I am so wrong in the first part of this because we said Any Road was the first 
first single. Yeah. You know what? Was this the was the first, the first promo single. And anybody but, but, who's thinking, I hate those guys, I'm correcting myself but, now. But any Road had the video, and it was yes. pushed more as a, uh, a... A real single. As a real single. This well, this was, was a, a promo, promo single. single. Yes, yes, this was the first release that anybody That's, heard of right. this we album. say, you're right. And, and you know what? When I first heard it, I wasn't enamored with it. It was good, but... I was sad because I was hoping that the rest of the album wouldn't be like this mm-hmm. vocally because it is a little thin vocal because I'm assuming because it, it was a little thin. Yeah, it is true, I guess. So yeah. I was hoping it but wouldn't be like that. Work, the guitar man. No, no. Musically, it's beautiful. Harmonies are still beautiful. It's still a great song. It's a good opening for side two. Um, but it is a little repetitive, but yeah. at the same time, he varies the melody of yes. the song repeats so of well. The the, the, of the song repeats? The, su- the, pa- the, or the, the, uh, the repeated, the repeated verb parts? parts. Yes, it just sounded weird. He sings the sing in a in different seashell, kind of but sing. Sally. <laughs> it's Sally. But no, you know what I meant. In Hawaii. The, the parts that he repeats are sung right. differently. Yes. Each time. There's there's a melodic also, difference. My heart instead of there's a little a Yeah, and also do even just his approach to the lines yeah. a little different. And it keeps the song flowing really nicely, despite the fact that again there are a lot. Uh, but yeah, just segments that, that, that whole repeat. thing, talking to myself. This, this yeah. is also crying to out me loud. The, the one he worked on maybe more than the others. Maybe I, yeah. it I just sounds. It, it's more produced, and it sounds like from George, not from Jeff Lynne right. and Danny. This sounds like something he worked on a lot uh, over the time. Just the way that the, there's a lot of guitars. And I love the end part. It's it's like five notes, but I love the end part where it just sort of goes to the end. Yeah. Like he just goes up the neck a little bit. It's very cool. Yeah. Almost cloud ninety. Yeah. Very, very cloud ninety. Yeah. yeah. So this song in particular is the most cloud nine-ish of all of them. And it's like you said, stuck yeah. inside a yeah cloud, cloud nine. Stuck, stuck inside a cloud nine. Track eight. This is probably the first song you probably. Uh. Felt yeah. This is run so far. Which actually was given to Eric Clapton. Yes, we were already very familiar with this song from, from Journeyman. Uh, from his Journeyman, which came out in 1989, yep. which George played on. Yes. So, you know, George knew the song already, uh, had yeah. played on it already uh, with his friend Eric Clapton. Well, he done so. read it, too. And he wrote it also. He yeah. read it. So, and he sang those parts. But why would he choose to pick this song? This is not... This was so out of this, touch with the album. Yeah. Also, the, the double tracking of George's vocal is... I have to explain this. It's too evident. It's almost like a little bit off with each. So it's like you know, you guys. But then they do it again, and it's yeah. It, but it almost it almost creates a, a reverb kind of yeah, effect. I, I don't like which it. I like. I, I don't like, like that it a almost. lot. I, I, it, it reminds it, me of "Don't Let Me Wait Too Long" yeah, a little bit. Oh no, no, no. 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 But I don't you know, know what? Uh, um, but the vocal. First of all, the vo- I don't know when this was done. So I can't say it was during the illness part or whatever. See, no, I think this song's a throwback. Maybe. I really well, do. It probably really, do. Throwback to earlier sounds. Yes, but, but the double vocal is almost annoying a little bit on this because it doesn't match anything else on this album. No. See, Whether it was recorded in 82, 87, 89, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It just... I think maybe it was done, so they figured, let's just do it. Right. And they didn't want to work on another song, but, you know, or Valentine or whatever the hell we did. But Run So Far, to me, I, I don't think it sounds like anything else on the album. Absolutely does not. It absolutely does not. To me, it sonically, and I don't mean in any way mood, I, I wrote, it's way too sad a song, but it's it's the George Harrison album, sonically. 
in a way. It's Russ mm, Teitelman's. Haven't thought about it because Russ Teitelman, I think, did Journeyman. Am I right? I, know, I can't I remember. Know. I know. I know. Russ Teitelman did a bunch of Clapnells in the. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not going to go back and look it up. No, or whatever, no, no. But I'm just saying, it has that kind of feel of an earlier Harrison. I record. think maybe more so of a 33 and a third. 33 than and a third. Harris. Yeah, maybe you're right. I would, I would say 33 and a third. Sure. The song has an uplifting kind of feel overall, mm. but the lyrics are not. Oh yeah, well, the mm. lyrics are very downtrodden, and the, the again the percussion, Roy Orbison again. Yeah, but I just don't like the production on this because you're flowing with an album. Yeah, and it's pretty much it does. It takes you out it, a little bit. It takes you I out of your comfort zone of this, but not in a great way. But yeah, I, I want to know why, especially it's it much. I want to know why George felt he had to record his own version of it. Not did that I'm against that. Did he not like Eric's version? No, yeah. I don't. Or I don't why? Think you know, I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah. Usually, when you give away a song, you don't record it back. Yeah, and for the we most were just part. That. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, think about you know the Beatles gave away. I'll I'll be on my way. Something. Well, the Beatles gave away. Do you want to know a secret? And then they right. did and it. Then and then some Beatles gave away. Right. Uh, I want to be your man. And then they yeah, did it. So true. actually, the truth is, the Beatles have a habit of doing that. She really. Came into the bathroom window. They right. Yeah. They That's gave away point. a world without love. You know. Yeah. They didn't do it. Do it. Uh huh. Bad to me. They did do that one. But come and get it. Oh, no, they did do that one. You see, <laughs> <laughs> I win. <laughs> you win again. Tie, okay? tie. Listen to this. <laughs> so let's, but let's yeah, see. so this is not. I don't have a problem with this track. I've always been okay. With I, this. I wasn't. I didn't have a problem with the track. I was just. I don't have a problem with it, it, but it's just out of this whole album. This doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. No, I agree with you. It's, and there's one more, but in a different way. We'll, we'll, and we'll, 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 get, we'll get to, to that. that, yeah. Sure. Now, the next song is track nine, uh, Never Get Over You. Which oh, is my just, God. This just, is the one song, uh, though, that you cannot mistake him talking about Olivia or whoever he was with. At the yeah. Time. And I don't mean it meanly, but, you know. Hey, she talked about right, it. Right. Let's just assume it's Olivia, though, for the sake of, you know. Why not? He, my goodness. He's talking about eyes and smiles. So he's not right. talking about God. Right. All right. Uh, as a physical thing. Right. But the harmonies are beautiful. The production. This, Never Get Over You, could have been on George Harrison. Yeah, this totally. And this. Fit, what, right, a, a throwback to the George Harrison vibe. Definitely. This right one, on the, Never Get Over You, is just... Uh, but you know what else it is, though, too? such a good song. It's, to bring up another song I absolutely love, it's also a little bit Baby Don't Run Away. From from Gontrapo, yeah, maybe. The, so it's got you know, vibes of that as well. This song would have been great either before or after Your Love Is Forever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because they, they're yeah. very similar. Both songs are similar, and they just have this great feel to them that it's just oh. like, you know, this also could have been uh, another single if they yes out of maybe yes I think maybe and it's also he does this thing where there's layering of stuff and you don't at a certain point it starts to blur the line between whether or not it's layered guitars or layered keyboards or a little of both you don't care you don't care it gives a beautiful sound and that's something that I don't think that's Jeff's bag of tricks I think that was very clearly in the multi tracks from George and that was what he was going for and I think Jeff and Danny just applied it. But that and the, his self-harmonies, my God, when he harmonizes with himself, you know, so gorgeous. The one thing I will so say gorgeous. is we, we saw the, the video in um, uh, Living in Material World documentary, and it always bothered me that George says, well, if I had to leave this world today, what would I miss? And he says, well, I have a son that needs a father. And he says, but other than that, I really can't think of anything else. And I'm thinking, Olivia, Olivia, Olivia. I'm thinking, well, you 
Are you kidding? So to me, yeah, but he's had, with all due respect, he's had the life experience with Olivia. Okay, but Danny was going to be I know. something. Yeah, but you want to hear? I, always, I want to. I mean, I, but, and I have my yeah. wife who I'm going to miss. Yeah, of course, maybe the, you know what? In my mind, and I'm I'm going to say this is my own mind saying this. This to me is his ode to Olivia at the end. Maybe just saying, "I'll yeah. never get over you." You know, even though he n- yeah. didn't say it physically, right, right. like he said about Danny, because right. that always bothered me in that thing. Why isn't he saying? I never well, thought I of it that way, but now that I think about it, it's not about. He doesn't yeah. have, you know, he I, yeah. he just never he he could have said, uh, you know, and I've got a wife that I love very much, and I I, I really want to be with her, but he never said that. No. Just about his son, and I'm thinking, wow, what a chauvinist. Like, you know, I've got my son to my legacy, <laughs> and my wife, I banged everything going, so it doesn't matter. But you know what? This song, See, to always, me, is, is like his little ode to her. Absolutely. Whether it but is it, or not, I don't know. But, but, it's but all, that's my thinking. I think to him, there is still always a God aspect, in a way. Not in this. Not, uses, not as much as you know in this song. Because no. it's too it, physical yeah, here. It's, yeah. He talks yeah, about, warm, he yeah, talks about warm your eyes feet. and your mm. smile. Yes. And those are not something. No, that, and he talks about Unless warm, God has a nice smile. You warm the coldest feet can cool me in the heat. I mean, that's a beautiful. That could also be spiritual. It's well, true, yeah. But, and, but you know, the eyes and the smile, you're not. You're well, one not. could say never get over you means I can never be above you also. I think we're going a little I think we are too, but I'm just saying, you know. It's just a love song to I Olivia. So and, it's a beautiful and love song. It's, it's a, beautiful a beautiful gorgeous song. song. Yeah. Gorgeous. Uh, the next song Yay. is probably the other song you think doesn't Yes, but this one in a good reason. way. Totally fits. Do- totally it, fits. I for a different do. reason, yeah. yeah. yeah the song, we've we got to give the song title. Oh, Between yes. the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea, which is a song that came, uh, George did on British television in 1992. With uh, Jules Holland. With Jules Holland. Ray and Cooper. Recorded by, reco- originally recorded by Cab Calloway, 1931. Harold Arlen lyrics, the same guy Ted that wrote Kohler. Over the Rainbow. Ted yep. Kohler wrote the music. No, Ted Kohler wrote the lyrics. I, I'm Harold sorry, Arlen Harold Arlen wrote, the music. wrote the music. Right, same guy that wrote the music to Over the Rainbow. Right. Sorry. And it's got the same, I love the Cab Calloway call and effect, you know, I, call and response thing at the end. I thought it, this song was perfect use of the ukulele. Oh. Uh, they added a couple of little things in there over the track, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's not just the track itself, because I think they added a little thing. I'm not sure I, they much, did, but, but, but Danny said this one was so my dad, I couldn't totally. not put it on there. Oh, it's just I wonderful. had to put it on because it's my yeah. dad. Yeah. And then when he says that in EPK, he gives a face like he's about to cry. And you're like, but, oh. But this song fits so perfectly into this album. Yep. It's not Jeff Lynne produced. It's not Jeff nope. Lynne produced. But, but it didn't matter. It's, 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 George, it's pure George. It's what George had sort of become, the ukulele guy. Yep. And in playing other people's songs, because... Almost every album George Harrison had Did a cover. Had a cover, yeah. and a lot of them are older covers. Yep. So yep. this is you know, yeah, Hoagie Carmichael yeah. and and you know, Memorial, yeah, you know, stuff Oral. like that. Oral, the Hong Kong, but I mean, Hong Kong blues, it, yeah. the fun thing about this too is uh, like I wonder, did he get this from Cab Calloway, or I'd never look to see whether or not George Formby did it. You know, is this? Yeah, did true. he get this from the old British music hall? You vocally, know? George is great on this, yeah. oh, and I know wonderful. it was ninety two, whatever, but. Great vocal on yeah, this. I, I just love it. And the video that goes along with this. If yeah. you haven't seen it, please YouTube it. Just look it, it up. Yeah, it's yeah, wonderful. I, it's brilliant. It's, it's just brilliant. It just has a great... It's all George. Monty Python George. Yes. And, but yeah. not making fun of the song, uh, paying tribute to the song, yes. but being totally George. Well, he, he's embracing it and then spreading it out to everyone else. Yeah. He is saying, you know what? These old songs are really good, too. 
and here's my version of a real. Well, he's version. done that before with True Love. Right, and, True I mean, Love was a great version. Made it his own version, right? And, but this, people would never, pe- people would never ever know about something like True Love right. until they, you know George turned them on to it or Baltimore Oriole, yes. even though that album didn't do as well. But you know stuff like that, you know that's. That's George just embracing his past and turning us on to it. The nicest, most fun thing about this is when he says, this is so my dad. To me, this is like when you walk past your father in the living room and he's listening to one of his old records. Like this is, I could see Danny walking past George in the living room. George has the ukulele on. He's sitting in the corner going, I don't know. Well, he said, Dad, what what are you playing? You know, what the hell are you doing? Sorry. For hours he was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he wasn't sitting there saying, you know, I can't believe that you believe. Really, right. No, he's not doing that. He's playing, I don't love you. Exactly. So, and that's cool with me. Yeah. And, 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 it was, yeah. and it's on a ukulele, but it, it, he rocks the ukulele on this. Oh, it's, yeah, the lead. Really, and, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a whole. Cool. Which is kind of funny because it, it shows a different thing of the whole when Ravi Shankar said to George, you know, well, you should go back to your roots. And George mm-hmm. says, you know, well, the only roots I had are, you know, Elvis. And that wasn't true at no, all. Right. George's roots were in this old, you know. Well, for a guitars would be Elvis. You know, they didn't really. You know, I don't know about that. They didn't play ukulele in the Beatles. No, Imagine but it's that, so funny. Rewriting history of the Beatles as an all ukulele band. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you want to know something weird? Not weird, but factual is that when the Threedles got back together and sat in the little, you know, outside yeah. on the blanket, that's all they were doing. Right. You know, Ain't She Sweet and Dara yeah. Dune and yeah. ukulele. There was yeah. nothing else. That's and Paul right. was enjoying it and Ringo was clapping along. It, you know, and George was turning them on to what he was doing. Well, into- George gave. Paul, the ukulele. Yeah. Well, Paul got the ukulele because he goes, and then he goes, well, I've been working on this song, and then he goes yeah. into something. But so. the weirdest thing is that Paul was turning the other Beatles on to what he was into then. Right. And they were enjoying it because that was what their roots were, too. Right. Yeah. You it mean wasn't... George was turning the Beatles uh, on to what he was doing? No, Paul. No, George was turning the other Beatles yeah. oh, on. For a, oh, Meaning okay. yeah. for the anthology. Yes. You oh, okay. the I thought you were talking about like stuff like Honey Pie or something. No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying that at that point in 94 or 2, whatever they were interviewed for that. But that was so fun because that was what George was into. And really, I think George only did that segment, you know, if he was allowed to do whatever, you know, he was doing. Right. And ukulele was in his blood, in his DNA, which yeah, he uses absolutely. on the song a lot. So. so that's great song. To me, it's a great moment of the album, actually. And we because it comes about at the end, yeah, and, and it's yet yeah, it's still making you laugh. I mean, because yeah. I enjoy that one. And this <laughs> is something that, as fans, we'd seen floating around before that. Yes. Oh yeah. But it fits so perfectly into this. I think the they tightened it. Maybe just from what we've seen on video prior, they yeah. tightened they it. They did something. I to think it. so too. It, but it, it sounds yeah. great. It does. The next song is a borrowed song. <laughs> I forgot the name of the song. Maybe you guys know "Rocking Chair in Hawaii." According to uh, our notes, it was originally demoed. 1970. 1970. 1970. Another forgotten song by George. Uh, I'd like to see this on Early Takes Volume 2. Yeah. He did this song. um, Rocket Chase, it's... It's all right. Closest to a real blues that George ever got. I don't know about that, but it's very Dylan-y, too. It's very Dylan-y. Very Dylan-y. But, but yeah, you're right about the blues, because... It's know, bluesy. Beals weren't a blues band. No. Like no, not at all. Um, I don't care. You could, and George... Did for your blue. Yeah. His blues. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. blues, yeah. but that's but George again doing it. What you just said, I, I always laugh because it's like, and we're sitting across from one another. So in my notes, you could hear he was hanging out with Dylan around the time this was well, written. 1970. It, bingo. I so have any time yeah. and all that stuff. So this is, is clearly from the yeah, Dylan, 
you know, era. 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 Yeah. You could but feel you, the band. But even Dylan-y. the way he's singing it, he's not doing it. He's he, he does it on purpose. Yeah, because it's a bluesy yeah. number. It's, yeah. You could see him sitting in his rocket chair and doing it. And that whole combination of the slide parts and the straight guitar parts. I will oh say it's God. not one of my favorites on the album. It's not mine, but I like the way it grows on. It I grew like on the me way that's all mixed together, though. That's yeah. that's to me what saves the song because I, I agree with you. It's not the strongest song, but it, that just the way there's so much to listen to musically on that song. Yeah. Because there's yeah. so much going on. Yeah, there is. And I just, so. I, I like the lyric. I mean, there's just that really simplistic lyric. I love those sideways glances. Yeah, your shoulder and your thigh. I just like that line. Yeah, it's, it's just a great, doesn't, you know. knows what it means. Yeah, well, he's not TNA. It's, I love no. your shoulders and your thigh. That's like a great rock and roll S&T. line But if right you were on there. a rocking chair in Hawaii, it'd be like, you know. Well, it's true. If you're in a rocking chair in Hawaii, yeah, that's a good point. Right? Yeah, so you might want to be seeing that. So, <laughs> that's cool. Shoulder and thigh. Yeah, shoulder and thigh. So, Silver and the last and track, gold. well, technically the last track, is Brainwashed, which is George's goodbye song, so to speak. But at the same time, this is George Harrison doing a great Bob Dylan song that Bob, yep. well, maybe did. Bob did write. He maybe came to him. He's, <laughs> take it. I don't yeah. need it. He's giving us a laundry list of all the social yep. ills, but yes. leaving us with like yes. uh, with a little bit of humor. No, completely. But telling us, there's so much wrong. Bye-bye. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you, you handle it. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. Exactly. But at the end, I mean, he's actually, it's a, a mantra dedicated to the Hindu goddess Parvati, but that wasn't meant to be. That's an old tape that Danny had, and yes. Danny doubled it yeah. and put it on the end because even though George is giving us all the wrongs of the world, which right. there are a lot, but in a fun way. Yes. But he's telling us, yeah. you know, God, help us out here because mm. everything's wrong. Please, God, 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 we need you. But at the God, end. God, God, No, right. but the beauty of that little prayer, if you take out the God, God, God part, you are the wisdom that we seek, the lover that we miss. Your nature is eternity. You are existence, knowledge, bliss. It's just that couplet well, is wow from yeah, just a well, he's, he's, lyricist standpoint yeah, but he's the, asking God to help yes you know the oh, God yeah. God God part sounds like part of a Midnight Oil song oh yeah yeah true but it's also very Jeff Lynn yeah it's also very Jeff Lynn oh yeah but also you know what it's a very long chant and I love it because I get so I get into it and it's almost very I'll be honest with you it is sad I wasn't too thrilled to have that. I love it. I, you know I don't know why it's there, but it's I was there because they're they're actually because they've he's asked God to help out with all of these bad things going on in the world. At the end, now he's, he's it's a true prayer. It's a, he's, it's he's, a prayer and a and a um a mantra. Uh, not a mantra. A, uh, a meditation. Yes. Yeah. Now to God asking for the help. Yeah, it's it, cause and it's to okay. Me, it ends that way. Then you get the little like the percussion, yes. which I absolutely love, I like that too. within you, without you, tabla. Yeah, and I love that. Well, it, and it works for me. It works, and I love the fact that Danny did it with him because this is the last time he's going to be with his dad, so to speak. I mean, right. for us, right. I don't know what Danny believes, so uh, you know, I'm not saying anything on that in that respect. But I think it's so beautiful to have them both chanting together and. 
at the end of the album, it's so satisfying, at least to me. I'm, now, I don't me do meditation, too. but it's me very too. satisfying yeah. to hear this, and it goes on for a long time, and I almost want it to go on even longer, or yeah. maybe have a separate track for just that where I could play it if I want to and not play it if I want, but I think it's apropos on this track. But I, it also ties together with Brainwash, so it, that's why it's not... It, it's also kind of like a... Track. I won't say it's like putting your mouth where your mouth is, but it's kind of like he's been saying the whole time that, you know, we, we need to heal, folks, and I need to heal... And then the album basically just closes with a yeah, meditation. Can we? Can we? Let's do this together. Because right. by the end, you're you're repeating it. By the end, oh, you're yeah. no, you're I'm in it. Fine. So you're at least in your head. You may not know the words really, but you're in the rhythm. But that's you're what doing the, it. That's what chants do. Exactly. But that's yeah. why that's why I'm saying that's the whole point. It so you. by the end of the chant, you're in it. But you're being brainwashed in the way that in a good way in a cleansing po- well, it's literally well, brainwash it's yes because that's the last line of the song can right. you brainwash us too right and that you know i'm not saying in a negative no, way no no i know george no, is telling that, us that, that george is telling us that the, we're being point. brainwashed by everything in this album in the song and then at the end he's trying to wash our brains away from all this and give a meditation yeah i mean the and closing that's very line apropos my God, the prayer is such an amazing closing. But to me, it's also, well, first of all, the, the joke being we said it's Dylan-ish, but the direct Dylan reference to me in terms of a lyrical nod is when he uses the line Bullshit Avenue, yeah, that, which is that, very funny. That's because, you know, Dylan Rumorg Avenue. And, you know, so there's yeah, that. I was shocked that he used the, the term bullshit. I wasn't at all. It's I, I, completely I apropos, I think, in that really lyric. Curse in the song. No, well, he no. crapped in the other song. Yeah, he crapped <laughs> in the other one. No, but I think. Well, Richard the Second. You know, while no, you're riding on Rue Morgue Avenue, uh, but I think you know it, when you're such and such on Bullshit Avenue, that's a great line. You know, oh, it's a but, great line. I was just a little shocked by it. And and, and is there is uh, there a dig here with the they brainwashed my great uncle, brainwashed my cousin Bob? Yeah, is it because everything Bob went through with all the religion stuff yeah, and whatnot? Yeah. So I read that lyric and I had to laugh. Brainwashed my great uncle, brainwashed my cousin Bob. They even got my grandma when she was working for, for the, the mob. mob. <laughs> I mean, what? It, you know, it's humor. It's hysterically it's humor, but that's, funny. That's a line that. Dylan would have easily come yeah, up Yeah, they with. brainwash you while you're sleeping while you're, I mean, you know, yeah. while you're in your traffic jam, brainwash phone. you while you're weeping while the baby in your pram. Like, it's <laughs> it's very bomb. Oh, it's very you know? dumb. But at the same time, it is so very, very George. Perfect ending. Again, sitting in the car, that first time, I remember I was pulling up to the library the, where I worked, the first time and I got to the end of the album. And I sat there when the album ended, I actually out loud just said, thank you. Like it was just kind of, it finished. I watched it go back to one and I, I just out loud said, thank you. Like, it's like, okay, George, you did it. You, you know, you, it's a yeah. fantastic album. And yep. unfortunately, so. you know, that's it. Unless yeah. we get, you know, the other tracks, but there'll be, I, there'll be more. I don't know. If the, and if there will, I don't know if it'll be as good as this because, no, because obviously I, they didn't say, well, we got 15 more, and these are great, and but, we're going to, you know, let's all, save but them. But also, it's, it's 13 years after the And it's after the this. fact, yeah. They're, they're different parts. Jeff Lynn's had a different part of his life if he's going to come back and produce it. Would Danny do it alone as a producer, or, you know, would he bring in someone else, I don't you know, know, or something like that? So it's, that's the part I wish, if you're going to do it, let's do it. And yeah. sometimes I think George said to the family, don't put anything out. No, no, no. I really do. Don't put out. I, I have sure, to wonder that as you well. You know, don't put out. Let yeah. it be. Don't put out this. Don't put out that. Just say no. 
<laughs> Nancy Reagan? Well, I've said um, everything I want to say. I'm just Forget saying, it. No. Just I saying don't, no. I don't know, but but it just it just seems that way because you know there hasn't been really anything. You know, we had the Let It Roll. Yep, you know, and we had which had a bunch takes. of these songs on it. Yeah, yep. had yep. the so they must have thought yeah. it was a strong yeah. album. Yep. Absolutely, they had uh, the early takes. Since yeah, us, um, let's get to next. Oh, and then the, the box set, which no, we're don't very, count that. We don't, which was I'm not counting that. No. I'm not either, but they do. They count because it's you know. I know what they do, but presentation. It's, uh, but yeah, Fez right, and there really hasn't been much else. It's been very sad. Yeah, just as fans wanting to hear more of George Harrison. Right. Um, well, we need to rate a record. Well, let me. Thank uh, you, let, Dick Clark. Let's yeah. uh, rate this record. I will start off with Mr. Chuguardo. How would you rate this on a number Gah. one through ten? Oh, man, this is tough. Do we have to go to me first? Yep. Okay. Well, yes, we do. Oh, 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 oh. You okay. said it. You can't take it back. I can take anything. No, back. you Come cannot. On. I know you're moderating, it's, but no. It's so hard because... No, that's a different song. I mean, I got through this album to listen to, you know, as we do every time we do the review and analysis shows, and as we also know... I always say it that there is always the possibility I will listen to an album and that it catches you a certain way at that moment. Right. And then again, you listen to it three months later and you go, mm. I find that I don't go to this album nearly as much as I should. Nearly enough, right. Nearly enough. I don't go to it as much on even on the Beatles installment on my radio show than I should. And listening to it the other day to do the review and analysis, I went right back to that first listen where it was like the sun just came out right. when I heard this new offering from George Harrison. And I think back then I may have felt like, well, you know, we lost him and, and it's the first thing since we lost him and maybe I'm just being overly sentimental. You know, I, I went back to it now and I, you know what? It's a 10. It's a 10. Okay. I'll screw it. I'll give it no. a 10. Oh, wow. That's unusual, I, but I, I, It's unusual I'm for not me. Go, I'm, I, I I'm don't not give going there. I'm not no. going there. I don't give 10. I'm not. I'm not Gonna give it a ten. Okay, I That's like right. this album a lot. That's all right. I can't kill him vocally because you know, and then we don't know where he was. Or... But also, the vocals, even if they were part of the cancer, they were. They fit yeah. with the songs. They work. Yeah, and that may be more of a tribute to Danny and Jeff because you don't know right. how yeah, they produced I'm... it and according to right. what would they had to work with. That's true. But That's they true. made the best of what they had. Because of things like Run So Far and Rocking Chair, I'm going to go in the eight and a half to nine. I love this album. I think it's one of George's strongest albums. I don't go to it nearly enough either. Not because, in my mind, I hate posthumous albums. Only because... I'm the same way. I never go to I Milk never, and Honey. Yeah, right. Well, I, I never and, go and to Milk And that's actually honey. a good album. It is very, but, very good But album. I don't yeah. go to them because it was done after the yes. fact. And that's just a conscious uh, thing by me. But I, no. And I know we did that as a show, but you they know, are two separate albums. Yeah, they Milk are. Milk and Honey wasn't touched. Maybe edited a little bit on endings and stuff. Right. But this was actually worked on. No, yeah. no, no. I, so I understand that. things. It's well, they, they did actually bad. touch Milk and Honey. We sh they did. They oh. went back and they were demos. And But listen, listen. This one was finished. I just don't go back to any posthumous album because it wasn't done during their life, so to speak. And I know that's stupid because George worked on this and right. gave notes. So this is a little bit different. Right. But when I do go back to it, I enjoy it immensely, like you said. And maybe I should go back to it more. Maybe I should consider it like his last album because it's not something that like Yoko put out of demos with Milk and Honey. Right. This is really... 
Well, I wouldn't this call them a, demos. They were rehearsals. They were yeah. breaking the band in. To me, a demo is you know strumming a guitar or playing a piano very like free as a bird. Yeah. Free as a bird. Yeah. But I will say or serve this yourself is or this is eight and a half, nine for me. I just like it a lot. But for uh, the purpose of averaging, is it an eight and a half or a nine? A nine. A nine. I know people don't like the point nine. Right. I'm going to say nine then. You could say eight point seven five. You know, I'm fine with that. Uh, eight point six two five because <laughs> right. that's the tax rate in Nassau County. Nine zero one two five. Nine zero two one zero. But well, I, I'm going to say nine. Okay, I'm going to give it a nine. Copy I am cat. actually the opposite of you on on my show Beatles songs. I actually play Brainwash probably more hmm. than any other George Harrison album. I really think this album is. I don't want to say his best album ever, but it's very close. Everyone always picks All Things Must Pass, but I've always thought that had too much excess on it. I um, just, to me, it's a production that kills yeah. All Things Must Pass. Song for song, it's so brilliant, but this one's so this much one. more accessible. But they didn't release more singles. We didn't even get to that. We should have. Right. Well, they could have. They, they could have. They released a promo single, which, yeah. we, by the way, everyone who missed the beginning, Sorry. promo single was stuck in uh, Side of Cloud. The regular single was Any Road. Any Road. Thank yes, you. Thank you. So people, it again. So who's ever cursing us? You bastards. Well, they're doing that anyway. Yeah, I know. So I play a lot of this record on my show, and it's not just because it's on the top of my CDs in the box. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. What's on but, top now, Ringo? But, oh. Damn, Ringo the fourth Ringo again. the fourth again. Oh. Uh, but to me, I, I think this album has such a great feel to it. It's a good vibe. It, it captures George in a great time when he, all these songs you wish it didn't take this long to put it all together mm. that's mm. my only qualm about the album if I had to pick a qualm and today's I, song is pick a qualm I, th- I think the I new th- game show to me to me this album works tremendously <laughs> and yes it was released after he died but I have no problem with that right. and I'm waiting for any other releases you know the box set that he had talked about with Timothy White or anything along those lines where you know, more come out. And if, if they want to do the gimmick thing next time, you know, have Danny sing with George, you know, Hank Williams Jr. and Hank Williams. Or if they want to bring back Dylan and Petty and no. Jeff Lynn or whatever. Too gimmicky. If they want to do that, I don't mind. As long as we get uh, because to George. We got, right. And because we got this. Yeah. This, if they do cool stuff with some of the other tracks that are left over, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and, That'd and, be if, fun. and if they put out the original track along with it, that's even better. Right. But I had Paul and Ringo record with George, you know? (laughs) Well, you know what? They're still here. They're still here. They could do that. Unless there's a demo of all four. Unless there's there's a a note from George. Do not let Paul Paul have these. (laughs) (laughs) It will not. Paul it will not, not come in. Yeah, it will not please me. <laughs> Do not have Paul. That's note the biggest to Danny. thing. It's on the. On, it's, it's like a post-it on, yeah, on everything. Everywhere you go. Do not just let a, Paul have this cassette. A little picture of McCartney's head with the no sign going through the it. Red line. <laughs> no Mecca. No Mecca. It's, it's on the doorway. That's another chant. No Mecca. No, no Mecca. No. no Mecca. 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 No. Paul Mecca, shows up no. with his guitar. You know, he says, "Oh, but just stop." By no, Olivia, how you doing? He oh, opens no, up the no. drawer and you see no Maca Maca no Maca no Maca Maca no. Yeah. So you know, it, you know, it, they could Maca, technically Maca, do hey, it, and, and I wouldn't be bothered by that. You guys know that, so um, I, I have no problem when they do stuff like this. I only am bothered by it when uh, it gets in the way of the music, in the sense that it. Not just changes it, I'm but sorry, just, when Lisa Marie sang with Elvis, oh, that was the, not the way to do it. 
That's true. Yeah, but that's, that was, yeah. that, that's a good point. But mm. when George Martin went to Grow Old With Me and, and redid it, mm. basically, I was, I was okay. okay with it. Yeah, I was. Too. So I'm, I'm not bothered by that. I, I was bothered by Buddy Holly, how the crickets weren't used on his demos, but that's something else. Anyway, so we are at the end of our show on Brainwashed. Which gets a 9.33333333. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a, a 9, 9, and a 10. That's yeah. pretty darn good. You bet. You know, I don't think we've given that George Harrison album that much. No, no, so, we haven't. Anyway, we'd like to know what you think. No, we don't. Well, if you, if you'd like to go to our Facebook page and let us know, you know, let us know, and then we'll we'll write back, or maybe Mitch will write back, or <laughs> or someone will write back. Someone will write back. <laughs> and uh, this we, guy, <laughs> this guy Harry, that we find on the street. Oh, you know, he's on tour. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, is there anything else we should add to this? No, Colombo. No? Okay, I, I have nothing to add. Oh, know. my goodness. Oh, sorry. Uh, first. Uh, I'll, I'll think of something later. We'll no, end, we'll, just we'll, end the show. Okay, so... Uh, well, I'm in my rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been uh, another edition of the Fab Four Free For All. I'm your moderator today, Rob Leonard, and joining me has always has been... As always has been. Uh, has been. I'm running so far. Mitch Axelrod. And of course. Me on my rocking chair in Greenvale, Tony Chiguardo. <laughs> Greenvale. That's where we are. Thank you for listening and join us next time. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.